Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. You've been so good. You've been so faithful and so good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I couldn't complain if I wanted to. Thank you, Father. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, I don't know about you, but I am being stretched. Like I am being stretched. I am being stretched. Like God is stretching me, right? And I know that he is completing me, but I feel the stretch. Like I feel... I feel God pulling me beyond my limitations, beyond my bounds. I found myself waking up praying in tongues every morning. That's why I'm like, man, I want everybody to be spirit filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues because that's where your power comes from. That's where your strength comes from. Um, That's where the mysteries are revealed. And so like I'm waking up every morning, like I'm feeling like it feels like tongues is flowing before anything else and throughout the day, right? And so I'm just like, Lord, let them be filled with the Spirit. Let them be filled to their overflowing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. My God, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. I I find myself being stretched beyond my imagination, beyond what I even thought was possible. Glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Like I'm finding myself in a different space with God, like a different, different, different space, a different, a different position, a different place and a different, different with different boundaries. Right. And yes, and tears of joy, like, and so grateful and so thankful. My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Can we just right can we just raise a hallelujah to god can we just raise a hallelujah can we just hallelujah him can we just raise a hallelujah can we just bless his holy name can we just raise a hallelujah 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 is the highest praise Hallelujah says we honor you. Hallelujah says we glorify you. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, we magnify you. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we praise you. Lord God, we honor you. My God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. My God, we thank you. My God, my God, we thank you. 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 Hallelujah. 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 At all times. Like hallelujah at all times. Hallelujah at all times. My God. My God, my God, my God, hallelujah at all times. Like I, 
I know this sounds may sound strange to some of you like, but I feel him completing me. I feel him. I feel him carving me out. I feel him doing the greater work, right? I feel him like going in, doing the greater work, um, carving out me, exposing places in my heart. And where like I had been so resistant before, like where before I was like, mm -mm. I don't want this. Like now I'm like, bring all of this, right? So hallelujah is an interjection. Right? It's a, it, it, hallelujah means praise the Lord. Hallelujah is an interjection, right? So when I scream or I yell a hallelujah, I'm yelling praise the Lord. So I don't mind, even though it's still uncomfortable, like I don't mind the interjection this round. Like I'm okay with the inter interjection. I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the lonely list. I'm okay with the isolation. I'm okay with it this time. I'm not like, I it's necessary. Like it's necessary. Like it's necessary. Like I know it's necessary. I know it must happen. Like, I know I can't avoid it this time if I'm really going to walk into the fullness of what God called me to be. And if you didn't see yesterday's sip, spiritual inspirational pause, it's on the page. You need to go watch the sip because God was speaking something to us. God was boldly talking to us. He was saying like, I, like if you're going to, if you take the first step, I'm going to be with you. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out. I'm stretching you. I'm calling you out of your place of complacency. I'm calling you out. I'm, I'm strongholding you this time. I'm pulling you out. I'm pulling you out. I'm pulling you out. I'm pulling you out of the depths. I'm pulling you out of the relationships. Can I just speak to you out of my heart for just a minute before we pray? I'm pulling you. I'm pulling you from your comfortable places. I'm pulling you from your, I'm pulling you from your salary figures of what you thought was possible. I'm pulling you out of your expectations. I'm pulling you away from all of that. That's what daddy God was saying to us. I'm pulling you from, I'm stretching you beyond your comparison. I'm tired of you settling for this when it's really that. Can I just give you a little bit of my testimony? Can I just give you like a little bit of my testimony? Like God had to remind me of something yesterday when he, when he gave me the opportunity to walk in ministry full time, when he was pulling me out of myself, like God had to remind me of something. He reminded me of something I prayed, right? Because I knew that if I was going to be doing this, like, and I loved teaching, like I loved teaching. I love teaching all, like I love to teach all my kids, like I love teaching more than anything. I loved being at the college. When I left the college, it was not because I was in a bad place or a bad position. I loved the teaching, right? And so I remember, I re remember I prayed something and God reminded me of something I prayed. Um, this is good. Like, this is good. Like, this is good. Like, but I love, like, I love family, like tremendously. And I love my kids tremendously. And inside me is that mom, right? And so I knew that if I was going to have, I was going to be that mom in this season, 
that I was going to have to stretch myself to believe God for something because I knew I couldn't be that mom and continue to work a full-time job and there was no other parent at home. And so God reminded me of a prayer I had prayed that I had forgot about. He said, I honored your request. You asked me to present you an opportunity to be able to work from home so that you could be a mother to you. You wanted to be a better mother this round. You wanted to be a better mother. You did not want to, like you wanted to be a better mother this round. You wanted to be able, because I was a good mom last time, but I wasn't as present as I could be. I wasn't as um, involved as I should have been, right? I was a good mom, I was a good foundational mom. I gave them love. My kids know I love them without a doubt, but I was a mom born of her circumstances. That's the kind of mother I was. I was a mom born of her circumstances. I was a mom, that's the mom I was. I was born of her circumstances. And so I was being the best mother that I knew. I was being the best mother that I understood. I was being the best mother for my generation. I was a mom born of her circumstances, right? And so, and so God told me, he said, you gotta remember that you prayed for me because you wanted to be that mom. You wanted to be able to be at their school. You wanted to be homeroom mom. You wanted them to not lack nothing. You wanted them to lack nothing because their father was gone. You didn't want them to feel like they were missing anything because their dad was gone. You were like, nope, I'm not. They're not going to feel incomplete just because he's gone. So Lord, position me. Posi position me, position me so that I can be in position. And he said, you forgot you prayed that prayer daughter and I honored you. I honored you. I honored you. I honored that you forgot. You prayed that. And I honored that because it wasn't a selfish prayer. It was a prayer for them. I prayed a prayer so that they could get the best part of me. I prayed a prayer so that the enemy wouldn't come in like a flood. I prayed a prayer so that I could cover them properly. I prayed a prayer for their future and for their benefit. And God reminded me, he said, I answered your prayers. I gave you exactly what you were asking me for. Can I tell you something? But it took a stretch. It took a stretch. And I remember, I remember, come on, Holy Spirit. And I remembered I prayed something like this similar when my, when I needed to be home with my husband, right? Like I was working full time. I was in the PhD program full time. And can I tell you something? I had to lay some stuff down. Can I be real honest? I had to lay some stuff down that I thought was beneficial for Lakeisha, right? I had to step away from my PhD program because it wasn't beneficial at that time. I had to step away from my job at, in that season because it wasn't beneficial for that call time. But when I go back to it, I did not lack anything. I did not, and I was in position. I took, God covered us. We traveled. <laughs> he fed us. He clothed us. We ain't had no food stamps. We ain't had none of the benefits. The income was probably, the income looked like it was like $1,400 a month. But because God, I asked God to position me so I can be in position to take care of my husband. He positioned me. And every time you pray unselfish prayers, every time you position yourself and make a decision, you know what? I'm going to pray a prayer and it's not really about me. I'm going to pray a prayer for someone else. I'm going to pray to be in position for somebody else. I'm going to pray so you can use me for your glory. Anytime you start praying though, desires, because see, God doesn't, God isn't a selfish God. It's not anytime you start praying the, the will of the father into the earth. 
Anytime you start praying the will of the father into the earth. See, I prayed his will into the earth. I was praying his desire. So can you tell you what that told me? That told me that my life was beyond the imagination of what I had been seeing of what I had been seeing or what I had been hoping for. I didn't think it was possible to be a stay at home mom. I didn't think it was possible to be a stay at home working, working from home mom and to be effective. I didn't understand that he could provide for me, that he could take care of me, that he would supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I had my own game plan and God said, no, I got a different end game, baby. I got a, I got a different game plan. I've got a different, I see this thing differently. And so I'm just being telling, I had to abandon myself. And I think we truly at another place in position where it's time for us to abandon ourselves again, where we're in a position in a place where it's time to us to say, you know what, father, you know what, father, you know what, daddy, I'm in a position in a place again. I'm in this position in place again, where I feel like I'm crossing over into something else and something bigger. And something greater and something more than I ever imagined. I cannot see this all. I don't know what all this is. This isn't made up. This isn't in my own strength. This isn't my fabric. This isn't my image. This isn't what I saw, right? Because faith isn't about what you see. It's about that taking that step. And God is like, if you will take, come on, look, if you will just take one more step, if you will take into one more, if you will take one more step, if you will leap, if you will jump. If you will run towards me, if you will run into my arms, if you'll put, baby, it's going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. So I understand when he was talking to us, I understand everything that he taught us this week to get us to this last day of consecration. My God. And can I tell you something? You don't have to let consecration in. You can live in a consecrated life to him. If this is what you love, if this was good for you, I wouldn't leave this spot. This is the sweet spot. I wouldn't leave this spot. I'd come closer and go deeper, which means I go lower. I would not leave this spot. I would make a decision. You know what? I'm not leaving this spot. These last seven days need to be the rest of my life. These last seven days need to be the rest of my life. Lord, if this is what it's like to build and to have a relationship with you, then these last days need to be the rest of my life. I need to, the rest, the rest of this is it for the rest of my life. I don't want, I don't want to be a nothing less than this with you. I don't want to be a nothing else less than you. So I told you every morning. He's been giving me a strategy for us every morning. He's been talking to me and then we get into the word, right? And it's been a specific thing. It's been a, been a specific thing. My God, I decree and declare that God uproot you from every negative relationship and every situation that has had you bound. Anything that won't let you expand yourself and grow any relationship. That's not election. I don't care where, I don't care if it's your church home, anything that's not expanding and allowing you to grow. If it's your job, anything that's, I declare that you get holy boldness in you and that you're able to follow God and do exactly what God is telling you to do. Some of you need to be in spirit filled churches. Some of you need to be in different places. Like where you started was good for your beginning. I'm sorry. I just hear the Lord. I just hear the Lord. Ask the Lord to position you. Ask the Lord to place you. Ask the Lord where you need to be. Touch and agree with a prayer partner. Find somebody in place and say, ask the Lord, Lord, show me where I need to be in this next position. And don't wait. 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 
God is going to do something new for you. So let me give you what he, let me, let me give you what he said. Let me pray. Father God, our hearts are open. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart only be acceptable in your sight. Strengthen us, O oh Lord, this morning, Daddy God. We have a heart to worship you. And we understand that the truest form of worship is obedience. So, Lord, this morning we are girding ourselves with truth. We are humbling ourselves. We come to you broken and contrite because, Dad, we don't know. I'm tired of trying to guide my future by what I think is right. I'm done with that. I don't want to guide my future by what I think is right. I don't. I don't want to be in a thinking process. I want to know that I 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 know. And so this morning, Daddy God, I'm entering into covenant relationship. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. I'm entering into covenant relationships. I need, I need to remind you of something God told us. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I need to remind you of something God said to us a while back, right? We've been on this journey. This is Ecclesiastes 5 and 8. For those of you that are new and you have not been here with us before, right? And you haven't studied this scripture. I need to go back to a scripture God gave us, right? Before you, re before you release this out your mouth, before you make the commitment this time. Because no more broken commitments. No more broken commitments after this. We sold out. We set in place. Even if we fall, we get back up. <laughs> we, we taking one step out. We like Abraham. We out. We out. We, we collecting the calves. We collecting the people. We collecting the wealth. We, we getting our wife or our husband. We calling in one if we don't have one. After this, we out. We out. We about to launch out. We about to step. I hear you. My God, we're not going to regard ourselves. We're about to step out. We're about to step out. We're about to launch out. We're not, we're not, we're not in place. We're not in position. We're about to move. We're about to roll with it. We're not going to hinder God. We're not going to limit him. We're not going to say we're not going any further. We're over that anymore. Even if it's painful, even if it's hurt, we're going to let him stretch our capacity. We're going to move beyond what we eyes, what we see and what we feel that season is over in our life. For those of you that are going to ready to make that firm set, if that, those of you that are ready to make this kind of commitment, this is our devotional time before the Lord, before we write this script out our lips, I want to remind you of something. I want you to take this into account. This is Ecclesiastes 5.1. It says you, as you enter the house of God and I'm reading out of the new living translation version. And I want to see what the message says. As you enter the house of God, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. It is evil to make mindless offerings to God. Don't make rash promises and don't be hasty in bringing matters before God. After all, God is in heaven and you are here on the earth. So let your words be few. Too much activity gives you restless dreams. Too many words make you a fool. When you make a promise to God, don't delay in following through. For God takes no pleasure in fools. Keep all the promises you make to him. It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Don't let your mouth make you sin and don't defend yourself by telling the temple messenger that the promise you made was a mistake that would make God angry and he might wipe out everything you have achieved. Talk is cheap like daydreams and other useless activities. Fear God instead. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit, you're going to pull this thing. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. See, a lot of us had used that scripture to keep us from saying the wrong things. 
But we got to use that scripture as well from praying the wrong things. So let me read it to you in the message Bible. It says, watch your step when you enter God's house. Enter to learn that's far better than mindless offering a sacrifice, doing more harm than good. Don't shoot off your mouth or speak before you think. Don't be too quick to tell God what you think he wants to hear. God's in charge, not you. The less you speak, the better. Overwork makes for restless sleep. Overtalk shows you up as a fool. When you tell God you'll do something, do it. Now God takes no pleasure in fruit foolish drivel. Vow it, then do it. Far better not to vow in the first place than to vow and not pay up. Don't let your mouth make a total center of you. When called to account, you won't get by with it. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Why risk provoking God to angry retaliation? But against all illusion and fantasy and empty talk, there's always this rock foundation. Fear God. Fear God. So when you tell him this time, I just feel in my spirit. This ain't no, this just probably like prophetic warning. When you tell him this time, when you say to him this time, I'm sold out. He's coming for your words. He's, he's coming. He's, he's coming for your words. When you say I'm sold out this time, when you say I'm committed this time, when you make a decision, it's all or nothing this time. When you tell him you're going to take a step, when you tell him you're going to make the faith leap, when you make the decision to say it this time, when you, when you, when you commit yourself this time, he he's coming. I, I feel it in my, he's coming for your words. He's coming. He's coming for your words. He's coming for your words. It's not a bad thing. He's, he's, he needs you to get in position. I need you to be in place. Says the Lord. I need no more lingering. No, no more back, no more backpedaling. No, no more lingering, no more backpedaling. So it makes me understand everything that he's been talking us. No more empty talk, no more mindless words, right? No more. I'm telling you what I think you want to hear. No more. I'm saying stuff just to sound like the good Christian. No more that, no more, no more that, no more, not, no more that, no more saying it just to no more, no more saying it just to make you feel like you're the good Christian. None of that. We're done. That's over with. I'm through just making empty promises. I cannot do you. I cannot do that anymore. I cannot do. I cannot. I cannot do that. And so if I'm going to make this step, if I'm praying big, bold prayers, right? If I'm asking you to increase my capacity, if I'm asking you to my God, enlarge. Can I just flow with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> if I'm asking you to enlarge the place of my tent. Isaiah 54 and one, it says, shout for joy, O barren woman who bears no children. Break forth into song and cry out loud. You who have never travailed because more are the children of the desolate woman than one of her who has a husband, said the Lord. Enlarge the sight of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not hold back. Lengthen your ropes and drive your stakes deep. For you will spread out to the right and left. And your descendants will dispossess the nations and, and inhabit the desolate cities. In, order, in, in, in other words, go for it. In other words, go for it. In other words, trust him. In other words, believe him. In other words, there's, there's a shaking coming up to disrupt, disrupt your normal flow. 
There's something coming to disrupt your normal flow. So just go on and go for it. Go for the opportunity. Believe God like never before. Pray to him about the business. Make the unnecessary steps. Pursue God with all your might. Go for it. Go for it. You enlarge. You increase your capacity to discern and know him. You increase. You increase. That wasn't me. You increase the place of your tent. You, you enlarge. Enlarge me, Lord. Enlarge me, 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 enlarge me. You order my steps, God. I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. I'm not going to trust anything else. My God, my God, you, you enlarge, increase my capacity. My God, you increase my capacity, increase my discernment. My God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I got one more scripture for you. <laughs> I got one more scripture. First Chronicles four and 10. First Front Chronicles four and 10. And I'm going to put my name in this, right? And I'm going to read this to you out the message Bible. My God, let me read this to you out the message Bible. My God. So it says Jabez was a better man than his brothers. A man of honor. His mother had named him Jabez O Pain, saying, A painful birth I bore him in great pain. But regardless of what they called him, regardless of what they called him, Jabez was bold enough to pray this thing. And I'm getting ready to put my name in this. I'm going to put my name in this. This is 1 Chronicles 4 9 and 10. And it says, Lakeisha prayed. And Lakeisha prayed to the God of Israel, bless me, oh, bless me, give me land, large tracts of land and provide your per personal protection. Don't let evil hurt me. And God gave Lakeisha what she asked for. My God, increase my capacity to discern you more, Lord. Let me honor, let me, give me influence for your glory alone. My God, for your glory alone. It, some of you have been so comfortable in your teeny little spaces, in your teeny little platform, in your teeny little spaces. That's You've rested there. You've trusted that to be what God has given you. You felt so good with your salaries and your home. And God says, there is more. There is more, there is more, there is more. The kingdom needs land. <laughs> the kingdom has been suffering violence and the violent take it by force. Let me go back to Ecclesiastes five and eight. It says, don't be surprised if you see a poor person being oppressed by the powerful. And if justice is being miscarried throughout the land, my God, this is prophetic for every official is under orders from higher up. And matters of justice get lost in red tape and bureaucracy. You, you cannot tell me about my God. Yeah, there, I hear that in my spirit. There is more. It says even the king milks the land for his own profit. Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. The more you have, the more people come to help you spend it. So what good is wealth? except perhaps to watch it slip through your fingers. People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much, but the rich seldom get a good night's sleep. There's another serious problem. I've seen it under the sun. Hoarding riches harms the saver. 
Money is put into risky investments that turn sour and everything is lost. And in the end, there is nothing left to pass on to one's children. We all come to the end of our lives as naked and empty handed as one day we were born. We take our riches away from us. And this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than when they came. No better off when they came. All their hard work is for nothing like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they lived under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. Even so, I've noticed one thing at least that is good. It's good for people to eat and drink and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them. I ain't going, if I ain't going to enjoy it, I'm not going to do it. And to accept their lot in life. It is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift of God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. No time, no time, no time. I've been out. Of, I've been a little bit out of obedience, not intentionally. And I think just them dropped them. Would you guys drop the offering? We have been taking up the offering at the end. The Lord told me to start taking up offering in the middle. If it leads the Lord leads you to sow a seed into this ministry, will you do so please right now? You can just click the link and come back. So Father God, bless the giving of your people. Multiply and increase them right now in Jesus name. We thank you for your holiness. Increase our capacity to discern you more, Lord God, so that we don't withhold anything from your hand. And if you want to know anything else about the ministry, just go over to the website and find out. Just go find out all the ways we serve that we give into the community. And we're going to get right back here in the word. We're going to get right back in the word. This is what God just gave us. You better go chew on that. That's powerful, right? God's not going to give you something. He's not going to call you to something and you can't enjoy it. He's not going to call you to something and you not have good health. He's not going to call you to wealth and you not have it. And so this morning, if you're asking God to increase your capacity, you're also asking God to stretch you. So you also have to pray for you to be able to discern him. Lord, I need to be able, I need you to be able to, I need to be able to discern you as well. I need to discern you. I need to discern what you're saying to me. I need to discern the, in, discern the spirit of increase. Now, let me give you the scripture, the scripture for today as well. All of the rest of that has just been under the prophet, prophetic flow. Just the Lord speaking to me. So the last scripture he gave for me, and I love how intentional God is because I did not know I was reading Ecclesiastes. And as I started getting to the end part of the 16th verse and all of this, it made sense to the last scripture that God gave me for today. And it's Isaiah 43, 18, 19. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Right. And so this morning when I was in the mirror, remember, I told you I've been in the mirror and every time I'm in the mirror, he gives me something else. Right. This time when I was in the mirror, he said, this is the part. This is what you're going to have to do, Lakeisha. This is the part you're going to have to cast down every wicked imagination. You're going to have to cast down every wicked imagination because I'm already doing a new thing. I've already, the moment that you prayed and asked me to create in you a clean heart 
and ask me to start over, the moment you start showing, asking me, baby, to show you my glory, the moment you start praying the will of God in the earth, the moment you start asking, asking me to deal with the things in your heart, from that moment you started praying differently. From that moment that you started talk, stop talking to me about stuff, I had already begun to do a brand new work in you. I had already begun to peel back the layers. I had already begun to expose your heart. He said, I started working on you last year. I started working on you last year because you started praying different last year. You started seeking me different last year. You started petitioning me different last year. You weren't petitioning me for yourself. Your prayers became different. You got in position and became the intercessor. He said, at the moment that you start praying, he said, I was already start working on you. He said, but you're going to have to do me a favor. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to, you're going to have to start casting down. You're going to have to anything that is evil or morally wrong, anything that is si sinful, anything that's not virtuous, anything that's evil, anything that's bad, everything that's vicious, everything that's marked in mischief, everything that's roguish. You're going to have to start casting. You're going to have to start throwing those thoughts out quickly. You're not going to be able to let them dwell there, which means you're going to have to get more word in you, which means your lifestyle is going to have to become consecrated. This another level. This another level, boo. This another level. This another level. This is another level. We are like the deer. We are panting after water. This is another level. He says, so you're going to have to cast out. And so, you know me, I'm like, if I'm casting down wicked imaginations, Lord, can you give me the scripture? He said, you have to cast out. And so second Corinthians 10 and five, he said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought, everything into captivity, every thought into captivity, every thought into captivity, not some thoughts, every thought has got to be brought into captivity. Do my thoughts line up with God? Is this lining up with God? Cause if you back it up, the force says the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. If you back it up to the fourth words, the weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish strongholds, right? This is Paul's apostolic authority speaking to us. So we're going to tear down arguments. We're going to tear down every presumptuous, anything set up against the knowledge of God. We're going to tear down anything that comes against our faith. We're going to tear down anything that's wicked, anything that's angry, anything that's immoral. We're going to tear it down. Let me read it to you in the message Bible. My God. We honor you this morning. We honor you this morning. We honor you this morning. My God, we're going to tear it down. 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 We're not going to let it dwell there. We're not going to hold on to it. We're not going to return to our vomit. We're not. We're going to tear it down. So let's tell it says that as a matter of fact, this is tearing down bar barriers. And this is uh, I'm going to start at the first voice. And it says now and now a personal but most urgent matter. God is so intentional with us. I write in the gentle, but firm spirit of Christ. I hear that I'm being painted as cringing and wishy-washy when I'm with you, but harsh and demanding when at a safe distance writing letters. Please don't force me to take a hard line when I'm present with you. Don't think that I'm, I, I'll hesitate a single minute to stand up to those who say I'm an unprincipled opportunist. 
then they'll have to eat their words. The word is unprincipled. The world is unprincipled. It's dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and emotion and impulse. We're not going to be impulsive. We're not going to be overly emotional into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Come on, God, speak to us this morning. Speak to us out your heart. So Romans 12 and 2 reminds us, do not be conformed to this world. As a matter of fact, first he said, therefore, I urge you, brothers, on account of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. It is my spiritual service of worship to obey you. It is my spiritual service of worship to honor you. And he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you're going to be able to discern what is good, pleasing and the perfect will of God. So when I come back over here and he says to me in second Corinthians, no, you got to deal with God's tools are for smashing warp philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. Somebody say, I'm coming into my mature place. I'm coming into my mature place. I'm coming into my best place that God has for me. Right? It says you stare and stare at the obvious, but you can't see the forest for the trees. If you're looking for a clear example of someone on Christ's side, why do you so quickly cut me out? Believe me, I'm quite sure of my standing with Christ. You may think I overstate the authority he gave me, but I am not backing off. Every bit of my commitment is for the purpose of building you up. After all, not tearing you down. Let me, let me read Romans 12 and two out of this as well. Come on, Holy spirit. And then I'm gonna go over to the amplified Bible and we're going to close this thing on out. We're going to close this thing on out. We're going to close this thing on out. So here it is in message. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted. The Lord. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. 
Then he comes and tells him, he said, I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I, I, Lakeisha, have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace, it's important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No, God brings it all to you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us and not by what we are and what we do for him. Not by what we are and what we do for him. <laughs> My God. Come on, Lord. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I love when he does me like this, right? I love when he does me like this. Colossians 3 and 23 says, do as everything is unto the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily. Do whatever you do, whatever you're going to work at, whatever you're about to do. You need to do this next season unto the Lord. Yeah, you got to do this. You got to do this next season. You got to do what you do next unto the Lord. Let me see what that looks like in the message Bible this morning. My God, you are so literal with us this morning. You are so intentional with us this morning. You are not leaving anything unturned. If there was any questions, if, if, if there was any questions, people are getting answered today. My God, we thank you for answering us. We thank you for answering us, Lord God. It's Colossians 3 and 23 in the message. Mm. And then let me skip over to, I just like to affirm it in the word. Here he says, he says, servants, do what you're told by your earthly masters and don't just do the minimum that will get you by. Do your best work from the heart for your real master, for God, confident for God, confident that you'll get paid in full when you come into your inheritance. Keep in mind always that the ultimate master you're serving is Christ. The sullen spirit who does shoddy work will be held responsible. We're not doing no more shoddy work. We're not going to half do things. We're not just going to do things that we think is good. We're going to, we're going to let God be the scale. Lord, is this to your pleasing? Is this to your liking? My God, is this to your pleasing? Being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. That's, that's what the end of the scripture says. Being, being, being a, being a follower of Jesus doesn't cover up bad work. My God, I thank you. I want to leave you with this and I'm going to read it to you out the, um, cause you're going to have to put some love on this. I hear you, Lord. It's first Corinthians 13, four and eight. It says love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag is not proud or arrogant. So I love, if I love God, this is not just about loving people. If I love God, I'm patient, I'm serene, I'm kind, I'm thoughtful. I'm not jealous. I'm not envious. I do not brag. I'm not proud. I'm not arrogant. I'm not rude. I'm not self-seeking. I'm not easily provoked, which means I'm not overly sensitive and easily angered. I do not take into account the wrongs that are adored. I do not rejoice at injustice, but I rejoice with when right truth prevails. I love and I bear all things mean I stay in place regardless what comes. I believe all things. I look for the best in every person, in every opportunity. I hope all things. I remain steadfast during difficult times. Just because I'm having a difficult time, I do not move. I do not get out of position. 
I do not stop, stop coming to the devotional. I do not stop positioning myself before God. Just because I have a difficult time, I don't shut myself out. I don't become isolated just because I can't discern everything because we only know in part faith is what we the rest of trusting God, right? It says it does not take into account a wrong endured, <laughs> right? So love balls out. It's a hopes all things. I remain steadfast during difficult times. I endure all things without weakening because I find my strength in the Lord. God put some love on this. You got to put some love on this. You got to have some love for yourself. You got to have some love for others. You got to have love for your circumstance. You got to have to have a love for God like never before. This is a different kind of love. This isn't a surface love. Mm-mm. My God, my God. And this says it says you got and you're gonna have to endure without weakening. You got to gird yourself in strength. You're gonna have to get your strength and truth and the truth and the truth comes from the Word of God. And it says love never fails. It never fades or ends. But as for prophecies, they'll pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection, a riddle, an enigma. But then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will willfully know just as I've been fully made known to God. And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others, growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choice graces, but the greatest of these is love. I got one more thing to read to you and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to pray. Lord, I thank you. This time comes so fast. Lord, I thank you for your word. I hear you, Lord. So I just want to read you Romans 12 out of the Amplified too. It says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. By the renewing of your mind, focus on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. I got one more thing to read for, to us. I love how God is about to seal this for us. Romans 5 tells you the results of your justification. You have been justified in Jesus Christ. And anytime God lies, lies to you about anything else, Right? Because he's doing a new things. You're going to have to cast down wicked imaginations. You're about to walk into brand new territory. When you are new, it seems unfamiliar. And because our mind likes to stay in old familiar places. Remember the foundational scripture of what God gave us today. Isaiah 43 and 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. We're not going to stay there. Right? We're not going to stay there. Let me see this. We're not, we're not going to stay there. Right? 43, 18, and 19. Mm. And it says, this is what God says, that God who builds a road right through the ocean, who carves a path through pounding waves, the God who summons horses and chariots and armies, they lay down and then they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over <laughs> old history. Be alert. Be present. Anytime you're in the past, you're not alert and present. I'm about to do something brand new. 
It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the deserts, rivers in the badlands, wild animals. It ain't got to make sense. It ain't got to add up. It ain't got to make sense. Stop sitting around. Make it. Faith don't make sense. How I live don't make sense. It don't add up. How good it ain't got to add up. God is not good to you because of you. God is good to you because of him. <laughs> because I proved provided water in the desert, rivers through the sun-baked earth, drinking water for the people I chose, the people I made, especially for me, a people custom made to praise me. A people custom made to praise me. So God is doing a brand new thing. So I'm finna seal it in our justification. I'm closing out in our justification. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, here's your moment right now. Lord, I need a Savior. Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I don't want to be without you. Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. In Jesus name, amen. Pray that prayer right now. Going to get saved so you can take what I'm about to give you. I'm going to end on this. I'm going to end on this. This is Romans 5. And I'm reading to you out the Amplified Bible. It says, therefore, since we've been justified, that means acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah anointed one. It ain't on you. It's on it's on Jesus. Through him, we also have access by faith into his remarkable state of grace, 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 grace. In which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Grace. I need more grace. You're going to need more grace. Right? He said, and let, let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of expecting, experiencing, and enjoying. You should be expecting, experiencing, and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellence and power. Say, I need God's power on this. And not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardship, knowing every trouble, every circumstance, everything in the past. Roman 8 and 28 tells me it was working for my good. My God, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, trouble produces patience, endurance, meaning I will not. Every time I had a problem and I let God take care of it, every time God swooped in, I just got stronger and stronger, baby. I just got stronger and stronger, baby. Every situation, every prayer that ain't been answered, you just getting stronger and stronger, baby. And it says that not only this, but with joy, let us exult in our sufferings and rejoice in our hardship, knowing that hardship, distress, pressure, trouble produces endurance and endurance is proving my character. Endurance is proving that I'm spiritually mature. Every time I don't weaken, every time I don't give out, every time I don't faint, Nisi. I'm learning to endure. I'm growing up. I'm maturing. Every time I don't stump away, every time I don't throw in the towel, every time I don't throw a tantrum, my God. And endurance is proven character. Endurance is saying to God, you can handle this. I feel our feet in the water. I feel the crossover. My God, God is bringing you to a, a, a place of spiritual maturity. You thought you was mature. You thought you was mature. You hadn't even grown up, baby. You were still in adolescence, still throwing tantrums, still slamming doors, still throwing tantrums, still slamming doors, still anchored in other things, still double minded, still lukewarm in some areas. You thought you was mature. Come on now. I said such hope in God's promise promises never 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 disappoint us because of God's love, right? God's love 
Let me, I'm sorry. Go, let me go back. Knowing that hardship, spiritual maturity, improving character, hope and confidence, assurance of eternal salvation, such hope in God's promises never disappoints us. God will never still disappoint us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Father God, thank you for filling us with your Holy Spirit right now in Jesus name. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, right? So while we're still helpless, powerless to provide for our salvation at the right time, Christ died as a substitute for the ungodly. My God, Christ. So you're sealed in that. So you're sealed. You're sealed. That's your ceiling. That's your ceiling. That's your ceiling. You're sealed in that. You're sealed in that to the day of redemption. You're sealed in that to the girl, the, to the day of redemption. So endurance was just improving. You're sealed in that. Thus said the Lord to the day of redemption. That does not change. Even when you fall off, even when you throw a tantrum, even when, when you keep enduring and you keep getting in your face and you keep getting before God and you keep praying prayers, asking him to deal with your heart. And every time something is exposed to you, you mature and you grow from that. No more mental ascent. You understand and abide in the word of God. God is doing something so significant in you. God will never, ever. He will not, Angela. He will never disappoint you. That's it. That's all I have for you today. Continue your consecration through the day. We'll be back here in the morning. I don't know what God has for us this week, but I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm discerning him. I'm ready for him to increase my capacity. I feel my feet in the water. I feel we crossing over. I feel the Ark of the Covenant. The priests have gone before us. God has been in so intentional with us the last seven days. And even over the weekend, even if you got a little bit, God, God still remains to be true. I love you so much. I love you. I love you so much. I'm so happy to do this journey with you. Father, God bless your people today. Overwhelm them with your truth and your love. In Jesus name. Amen. I'll see you back here in the morning. God be with us. Y'all do me a favor. Go be loved today. Go be loved today. Go be loved today. Let God experience the love of you through someone else. God needs you to be a conduit in this earth and nothing else. You were bent for his glory and for his pleasure. I'll see you at 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.